Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this episode of the dictionary. It's not that one or this this other one. It's this this one right now. Um, okay, social media. If you want to go uh, message me there or see this, the things that I post over there, you can go to Instagram and Twitter at dictionary pod. I hope you know how to spell dictionary. Go to the dictionary to learn how to spell dictionary. Um, my personal stuff is at speedjampar, which you can use that same handle for Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. And um, if you want to email this podcast show, it is dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can join the Patreon um, and uh, you, you can give me a little, a little bit of bucks a month and uh, you can get episodes early and there's some exclusives and sometimes if I have a guest and there's a video portion and they give approval, then uh, you will be able to see the video over there. And if you want to buy merchandise for this show, this sh- the link is in the show notes. It's under uh, T Public. Go to T Public, and uh, there's a Google Voice number, which is in the show notes. If you want to call it and leave a message, maybe I'll put it in an episode. If you want to create your own little 15 second or so song intro song, I may put that in an episode. If you want to do your own sound effect, I can put that in an episode. Um, if you want to, oh, you definitely want to do this. You want to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this on. If you haven't already, you want to share it, share it on the social media, email it out to people, put it in, put it in an envelope and mail it to somebody. Um, and then of course you got to rate and review. If you're not rating and reviewing, then really what are you doing with your life? You got to rate and review all the things in your life because we live in a society based on upvotes and downvotes and stars. Okay, let's let's talk about the these words today. I think we're going to do the same sound effect that we did in the previous one because you'll find out later and I'm a mature adult um, and I just think it's funny. And there's more words in this episode so we have more opportunities to have fun with the sound effect. The first word is, I think it's pronounced, diapir, 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 D-I-A-P-I-R. It's almost diaper, but it's diapir, I think. This is a noun from 1918. An anti-clinical fold in which a mobile core has broken through brittle overlying rocks. And diapiric, diapiric is an adjective. Now, I don't understand what this is at all. None of these words have any context with each other in my brain. A fold that is anti-clinical. There is a mobile core that has broken through the brittle rocks that are overlying. Yeah, that doesn't help. This is a French word probably from the Greek diapirine, which means to drive through from dia plus pirine, which means to pierce, akin to the Greek word poros, which means passage, and there's more at the word fare, F-A-R-E. So you have to pay a fare when you're going through a passage. And uh, let's see, the Greek word poros which means passage, that's like porous. If something is porous, things can go through that passageway. 
Um, so it's piercing through, driving through, but I don't understand what this definition is at all. We'll put a link in the show notes for diapir. Something with rocks. Sound effect will be... The next word is diapositive. Diapositive. Noun from 1893. A positive photographic image on transparent material as glass or film. Hmm, this is interesting. So when you take a photograph on film, the negative uh, that is created, I guess, would be diapositive because it's transparent, but it is not a, it's not positive. That would probably be dianegative. I literally just said it's a negative, but in the definition, it says it's positive. So when you develop that negative onto a, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but you know, those, the, the little, the tiny little transparent photograph is that you put in like one of those projectors, um, a slide, it's a slide that would probably be diapositive because it's a positive image. All the colors are correct. Um, it's not a negative and it's transparent. I don't know of other examples of diapositive photographic images, but if you just put it on a, put the photograph on a piece of glass, that's a diapositive because you can see through it. See, that's where the dia prefix comes in. It's a positive image that you can see through. Dianegative, well, no, we would have already had dianegative if it was in here and we didn't have it. So uh, I guess it's not a word. The next word, diapsid, diapsid, D-I-A-P-S-I-D, adjective from circa 1909, of relating to or including reptiles, as the crocodiles, with two pairs of temporal openings in the skull, or temporal or temporal. Those are like like your your in your skull you have a temple it's like your forehead kind of and so they have two pairs of tempor- temporal openings in the skull which are those for their ears hmm uh, but yeah these are types of reptiles that have those temporal openings this is from the greek di plus hapsid or hapsis which means loop or arch. And there's more at the word apsis. Hmm. I don't know what loop or arch means in connection with these openings in the skull. Maybe they create a loop of some kind. I don't know. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes because that's a fun thing to do. The next word is... Diarchy? I don't know how to say it. Diarchy, 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 D-I-A-R-C-H-Y. It's just a variation of the same word with a Y instead of an I. So that's going to be almost to the end of the D's. The D-Y's. The next word. (laughs) Diarist. Noun from circa 1818. D-I-A-R-I-S-T, diarist. This is just one who keeps a diary. 
If you have a diary, a journal, a gurnal, if you write in it regularly, you would be a diarist. The next word, diaristic, adjective from 1884, of relating to or characteristic of a diary, as in her diaristic tone. Is that, what sort of tone is that? Is that like, the tone that you use when you write in your diary. Dear diary, today I had some food. Is that a diaristic tone? Dear diary, I did some stuff today, then I went to sleep. Bye. The next word, oh, here it is. Diarrhea. 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 Do you know how to spell this word? Nobody knows how to spell this word. It is D-I-A-R-R-H-E-A. Diarrhea. Noun from... I think a lot of people just shut off this podcast. Noun from the 14th century. Number one. Abnormally frequent intestinal evacuations with more or less fluid stools. I'm pretty sure all of us have experienced diarrhea at some point. Yes, it's very fluidy, and it's abnormal. It's abnormally frequent, so it means you you don't get it very often. It's not a lot of times in your life, but it's every once in a while. And if you're getting a lot of diarrhea, you might want to go get that checked out. The things in your intestines are being evacuated. They're very liquidy. I have, I think it's something like if you're dehydrated, you can get diarrhea, which is weird because it's very liquidy, but I guess that makes sense because your body is expelling the liquid. Oh, diarrhea is the worst. Number two. Oh, I once had a book. I might still have it somewhere. It was all like word things, things that have been written that were like funny word things. Um, and supposedly, I think it was all true, taken from real things. And somebody had written... It must have been fake. It was still funny. Somebody had written a note uh, for their kid, like excusing them from school, say, oh, sorry, my kid couldn't go to school yesterday. They had. And then they tried to write the word diarrhea, but they couldn't spell it. They wrote it over and over again, struck it through, wrote it, struck it through. They didn't know how to spell it. And at the bottom, they just wrote shits. (laughs) Sorry, my kid couldn't go to school today. They had the shits. Um, Number two for diarrhea is excessive flow, as in what this podcast is, verbal diarrhea. I'm consistently talking a lot off the top of my head, so there's there's the uh, metaphorical diarrhea coming out of the mouth. Mm. Diarrheal, with an L at the end, that is an adjective. Diarrheic is also an adjective, and diuretic is an adjective. This is from, let's see, goes to the Greek diarrhea or diarene, diarene, which means to flow through, flowing through your system super fast. That is from dia, which means through, plus rain, R-H-E-I-N, which means to flow, and there's more at the word stream. Yeah, sometimes it feels like it's just a stream of liquid. 
All right. I think, I don't think we need to talk about diarrhea anymore, except I have to make the sound effect of... The next word is... It's, it's still diarrhea. I don't know if they pronounce it differently, but this is the chiefly British variation of diarrhea. So this one is spelled... Let's see. Okay, I think the only difference is that they added an O after the H. So it's D-I-A-R-R-H-O-E-A. Diarrhea. It's still diarrhea. The next word. Diar... How do you say this? Diarthrosis. Diarthrosis. Noun from 1578. One, articulation that permits free movement. So I can, if I move my arm around, articulation that permits free movement. So I guess my joints, would would they have diarthrosis? Diarthrosis. Number two, a freely movable joint is a diarthrosis. And sometimes people can't move their joints so good. So those would not be diarthrosis. Uh, this is from the Greek diarthrone, diarthrone, which means to joint. So when two things come together, they have been jointed. They are jointing to joint. From dia plus arthrone, which means to fasten by a joint. And that is from arthrone, which means joint. And there's more at the prefix Arthur, Arthur, A-R-T-H-R, like arthro, uh, arthro, why can't I think of any words that start that way? Let's, let's go find a quick example here. Arthropod, arthroscope, arthroscopy, arthrosis. So yeah, those are dealing with the, with the joints, I guess. Um, so th- so it, it's, uh, it's your joints, but it can go through. That's the dia prefix. They can move through all of the various motions that that joint can make. Diarthrosis. The next word. <coughs> Diary. Diary. Noun from 1581. Number one. A record of events, transactions, or observations kept daily, or at frequent intervals. The synonym is journal, or as I like to say, gurnal, and especially a daily record of personal activities, reflections, or feelings. Um, I, I guess you could say I keep a diary. I don't, there's no reflections or feelings, really. It's literally just, this is what I did. Every day, I, I write down just what I did, and it uh, it's it's not it's not interesting in any way, but it does help me to look back because I have such a bad memory anyway that I can look back and uh, and figure out what I did, and um, it it actually has come in very handy um, when I need to figure out when when something happened. So uh, yeah, I, I do I do recommend that everybody keep at least something like that, something simple of this is what I did. Um, if you keep a track of what you ate. That would be a, a food diary. Um, you're, but I think reflections and feelings. I think if you've got the time, I think that's also good. It's, it's probably therapeutic for you to write down about how you felt throughout the day.
Number two, a book intended or used for a diary. You might intend to use it for a diary, but if you don't use it, then it's just it's just sitting there not being used to its full potential. And then it gets very sad and, and it's just sitting there blank. You got to use it if you're going to have it. This is from the Latin diarium, which is from dies. I still don't know how to pronounce that word. Dies? D-I-E-S, and that means day. So the whole idea is about doing it every day, writing the thing daily. And there's more at the word deity, D-E-I-T-Y. I'm going to keep up, keep up with my diary as often as I can. Every once in a while, I'll forget for like a couple days, like on the weekends. Like actually today, I didn't. Every morning, I write in what I did the day before, and I have not done that today. And then, and then it gets to like Monday, and I'm like, oh crap, I need to fill in like two days. What did I do? The next word. <laughs> diaspora. Or diaspora. Diaspora, diaspora. Noun from 1881. Number one is capitalized. So here we have 1A. The settling of scattered colonies of Jews outside Palestine after the Babylonian exile. So I guess the actual settling of them into into this area was just called the diaspora. 1B, the area outside Palestine settled by Jews. So the act of settling down is the diaspora, and then the actual area is called diaspora because I guess that's that was the act of settling. They just named it after that. I have heard this word, but I honestly didn't really know what it was. 1C, the Jews living outside Palestine or modern Israel. So they settled, that's a diaspora. They settled in a place called diaspora. Who lived there? The diaspora. Lots of ways to use this word. 2A. Here's here's three more ways to use this word. 2A. The movement, migration, or scattering of a people away from an established or ancestral homeland. Just in general, not just about the Jews. Um, As in, the example, the black diaspora to northern cities. So, it sounds like this is, uh, huh, this is interesting. Okay, we're, we'll get there. So I think this one is, this example is talking about the African-American people, the black people who moved from the south of the U.S. where there was slavery and they moved north where there largely really wasn't slavery. Um, but what's interesting is that that was not their that was not their ancestral homeland it was their established homeland because they had been there for many many years um so yes established homeland is in the definition and yeah they were like we we don't want to be down there with you doing the making you making us do things um you know to put it lightly we don't want to be there anymore we're going to go up north where we can be free yay so that whole that that movement, that migration, 
that time period of, of the act of them moving from the south to the north was the diaspora. But there's more. To be. People settled far from their ancestral homelands, as in African diaspora. So, I guess the people who left their ancestral homeland of, say, Africa, uh, are called the diaspora. And then, you know, just just the, I guess, the act of moving from Africa or someplace to America or some other place, that is also called diaspora. And then, similar to the number one definitions, we have 2C, the place where these people live is the diaspora. So, the diaspora did a diaspora to a diaspora. Diasporic is an adjective. This is a Greek word, and it means dispersion, which is from diasperin, which means to scatter, which is from dia, which, uh, which means through, plus sparing, which means to sow, like sowing your seeds, planting things. Um, so, uh, yeah, you get, you, they get scattered, and then they settle. When you're sowing your seeds, you're probably settled in one place. Hmm. Uh, my friend Mark, he started a podcast uh, that also has a video portion. I don't think he does it anymore, but he um, he was doing it for a little while, and he got a really a lot of great interviews. And he called it Shiaspora because he's from Chicago and he is Jewish, so I think he had a connection to that word, obviously. And um, he was interviewing people in LA who had come from Chicago and ended up in LA. And so he was just interviewing them about their life and Chicago specifically. And um, I, I thought it was just a really clever name uh, for a podcast, for a show. Uh, because I don't know if they were all Jewish or largely Jewish, but it was more about just coming from Chicago, going to L.A. And uh, yeah, good name. And uh, yeah, obviously, they, they did this act of moving from one place and then settling in another place. The next word. Seems kind of inappropriate to make a poopy farty sound after that, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Diaspore. Noun from 1805. A mineral consisting of aluminum hydrogen oxide. A diaspore. It's just a mineral. It's a thing that you can maybe hold in your hand. That's all I got for that. The next word. Diastase or diastase, noun from 1838. Number one, the synonym is amylase or amylase, especially a mixture of amylases from malt. M A L T, malt. Number two, the synonym is just enzyme. So, any enzyme, could you also call it a diastase? The etymology says it is from the Greek diastasis, which means separation or interval, from diastenai. Diastenai? Uh, that means to separate. That is from dia plus histenai, which means to cause, to stand. And there's more at the word stand. Hmm. Standing, maybe just being still but then separating, and uh, yeah, I don't know anything about amylase or really anything about enzymes. It's 
That's that's the world we're talking about. The chemicals, the biology, all of that. The next word. I don't know what sort of farty sound that is. Diastatic. Adjective from 1881 relating to or having the properties of diastase, especially converting starch into sugar. The process of converting starch into sugar or relating to that is diastatic. Which is funny because static is it's static is when something is still. But now the the etymology did does say that histonai is to cause to stand, which is all about being still. But this sounds like it's not being still. It's converting starch into sugar. There's an action happening. There's something going on. There's change. And that's not about being still or static. But there is, there must be something, something about being still and static. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't know. There's so much about what the body does that I just don't know. I don't think it's very complicated, but I haven't studied it. We have one, one more word for this episode. The very last one. The last word is diastema. D-I-A-S-T-E-M-A. Noun from 1854. This is a space between teeth in a jaw. Hmm. A space between teeth and a jaw. So is this the space between, like if you look at my two front teeth, there's going to be a tiny bit of space, probably closer to the gum, but some people have actual spaces, like uh, some people in their, their two front teeth on the top, they have a big gap. So is that the diastema, or is this is this when you close your teeth together, is the diastema the space in between your top and your bottom teeth? Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples of where this space might be. Um, this is from, or it's a it's a lower Latin word, diastema, which means interval, and that's kind of it. Uh, maybe we'll put a link in the show notes or uh, an image on social media so we can see what, what this space is that we're talking about, the diastema. All right, we now have to read, read the words of the episode so we can pick a word of the episode. We had diapir, diapositive, diapsid. I'm, I'm reading the definitions a little bit to remind myself. Diapsid, diarchy, diarist, diaristic, diarrhea, diarrhea, diarthrosis, diary, diaspora, diaspore, diastase, diastatic, and diastema. I think I'm debating between diary and diaspora. I think um, it is a very good thing to uh, keep a diary, maybe a dream, a dream diary, a dream journal. Do that. It helps you to remember them. Um, But I think diaspora, um, not specifically with Jews or black black people or just, but more specifically, um, it's just, it's an interesting idea of a group of people leaving one place, probably because they don't like it there for whatever reason, and then going to another place where hopefully they will have a better life. And I just like that idea. 
a lot of people have had to leave. There's a lot of refugee situations all over the world for many, many years. And uh, we've just there's just a lot of examples like that. So, diaspora shall be the word of the episode. Diaspora, 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 diaspora. I'm not going to put any words to this song. Diaspora. Wow, that really trailed off to nothing, literally. All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Ooh, it was just Thanksgiving yesterday when I recorded this, so we watched. Finally, I got around to re-watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which I hadn't seen since probably before 1990. It came out in 87, and I'm I'm sure I saw it maybe in the theaters, and then maybe once after that on home video. Um uh yeah it's just uh it's just it's a good movie uh it gets real serious and real goofy and heartwarming and sad sometimes and uh there's a lot going on in there but yeah it's a good one and wow steve martin's character is uh I, he's he's a he can be a real butthead <laughs> to put it lightly um oh we also watched home for the holidays which i guess i'd never seen i thought i had but i don't think i had and uh, yeah, it's a it's a real good one. It's it's you know it's just all about a family. I guess you could say dis- dysfunctional. All families have some level of dysfunctionality. I guess. Um, oh, we're probably going to get to that word soon. Dysfunctional. And uh, yeah, it's good. There's there's some weird things. I feel like there's some weird uh, ways that people talk or things that people do that didn't quite work in my brain. But um, but yeah, it just shows shows a I would assume a f- f- semi fairly typical family. I don't know. It's not typical to me, so it was a little hard to relate. But I think there's a lot of people who are kind of like that. Yeah, uh, it takes place on Thanksgiving Day, pretty much all in one day. All right, that is going to be the end of the episode. We finished page three hundred and forty-five, and I can't wait to see what comes up next. There may be a guest in about four episodes. I'm really hoping, uh, working on scheduling that one, and uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.